This episode of Free or Wild was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricana. So I'm Josh Ferentz from Vermont. I am an ultra runner. I've always loved running around, no matter what it was for. I love running. I love being in the woods. I can run with my girls, I call them, the dogs that I have in my house. I love running with them, and I just love being outside and moving around. And I've been really, really fortunate in the opportunities I've had. They're sacred to me. They really are. They mean everything. So every single opportunity might be my last. So I just want to make sure I'm doing everything I can do every day to maximize my time on earth and being outside. You're listening to Free or Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. From runner profiles to trail tales, join us as we explore the world of trail runners, their journeys, their daily lives, their challenges, their uncertainties. I'm Justin Pugliese, and today we'll be talking with Josh Ferentz. How to get into running. Um, so... I played soccer all my life. I really loved soccer. It was a ton of fun. The soccer coach and I got a disagreement one day. I used some language uh, describing his character. He asked me to never come back to soccer. So then I started running to stay in shape for basketball. I was a basketball player. Um, being a small, skinny, white kid, uh, had NBA written all over me, I guess, <laughs> um, at those early ages, but played a lot of basketball. And I ended up going to college for cross country track and with the opportunity to play basketball. Never played a, um, a minute in college um, due to my running career really went to another level um, under my college coach. My high school coach was Dave Goldsmith. He was tremendous. He really channeled my, I'm known as the hateful runner or the angry runner. I'm very emotional, passionate about it. Um, I bring a basketball mentality to running, which is, so if I, it's like I'm dunking on people, I might, I got a little something to say here and there, but um, so he channeled my my drive and then Pete Golds, uh, then Pete Thomas harnessed it and just got me to a, an, another level that we never knew possible. And, and it was just the, com the competition piece was just fun. Um, in those team sports are great, but you gotta, you have teammates, you gotta rely on your teammates. And if they don't bring the same passion as you, you, your team can suffer. I was fortunate to be on a college team where we had 10 guys who just love what they did. We loved each other and we, we all gave 100% every day. So it was fun being on that team and just pushing yourself. And then we got to do some individual stuff, some individual races, and I just loved the competition. I just loved seeing somebody do something and wondering, can I do that? And then getting out there and going after it. Um, and what distances were you focusing on? At, like at a So I, I was cross country was my main thing in high school. And then in college, I got bumped up to like the steeplechase in 10K for track. And then cross country was always my thing. I loved being outside. It loved the courses. Ironically, early on, the hillier courses I ran better on, just not knowing that my path would lead to mountain running and mountain and trail running. Um, the distance races were uh, what I had to settle on. It was hard in track just to focus for 25 laps on a 10K. Um, I mean, I ran fast. I just tried, but um, it was, it were hard. It was, it was harder to focus. It was really nice being outside in the trails and that stuff. That was, that made it go by better. It was just more enjoyable. I like track. It was fun, but um, it was a, it, the natural calling was to the woods and the trails and the mountains and hillier courses I just did, did better on. And then right out of college, my college coach said, you should try out, go to this race. They take the top guys, go to, they make the U.S. team. And I was, a, I was an alternate team member of the 
one of the team USA's that went over and raced in Europe for the short course mountain races, which I thought was super long at like 12 K 14 K. So I thought that was like really long races for mountains. Um, and then naturally just been bumping up every year just because the opportunities have been there. Um, I started with one company and they, you know, they supported going to some different races and then Jalbo sent me to Colombia to race a 42 mile mountain race around an active volcano. And it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I was out there for like eight and a half hours. I got second, which is really cool. But in that time mixed in, I made the U S long distance team. I was one of four or five guys to make the U S team. And I got to go to Switzerland and Poland to run marathon distances and I'll go anywhere to run. So it's one of those things where if the opportunity is there, I'll run any distance just to travel and see the world. And that's what I've been able to do. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. You're pretty fortunate to be able to do that. Incredibly fortunate. Incredibly. Yeah. And like, so you said your coaches brought you to a, another level. Like, were you always like one of the top guys and, and were like, where did they make the determination from like Josh is a good runner to like, we can make Josh like a special runner. That was through mentality. My mentality was an absolute killer all the time. Just laser focus. I, and I had a quote, I'd say, I'll do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I never questioned my coaches ever. I never questioned them. One, because I really didn't know. I mean, I'm running, you know, I was new to the sport still. I feel college, I was still new to it. And I just trusted my coach. My coach had a wall with like all Americans all over it, just littered with all Americans, hundred of them. So he obviously knew more than I'm going to know and I was never going to question it. So I just went out there and whatever it took, I did. And he just, he kept pushing the envelope and I, he would say stuff to me and he knew because I came with a little different background, a little different mentality than I'm, than most runners. Um, like I said, they call me hateful runner. Like, you know, how long can you run on hate? I guess it's 30 miles, by the way, if anyone's wondering, mm. you know, 30 miles running with real like aggression. <laughs> <laughs> so 50 K's get tough that last mile. But, um, so he just really channeled that mentality. I came with a, a different mentality than most people. And I just, I'm willing to do whatever it takes and really put myself possibly somewhere that other people aren't willing to do. They're not, you know, I, cause it means more to me. It is. It's like I said earlier, it's sacred sacred opportunities. I'm not going to waste it. And I know, and I'm Mike in trouble, but like just recently UTMB, all the elite American guys, they all dropped out. And a lot of them said, well, I'll just come back next year. Well, I'm a guy that might not have a next year. So I'm going to take every opportunity. It's just sacred to me. And I looked at that every race in college like that. So I'm going to give everything I got every single time out. And um, I'm not wasting opportunities. Is, I mean, that's a, that's a special drive that you have. I don't think a lot of people have. Can you, can you, do you know where the source of that comes from? Like, is there like something in your upbringing or? I think so. I, I just want it more. My dad was, he's my hero. So was my mom. Um, my mom got up every day, never complained once and went to work every single day as a nurse. And she dealt with people that were, you know, sick and ill and dying. And she just every single day went out there and worked every day, never complained once about work. My dad was my hero just because of the sports piece. He was my coach for a lot of stuff. And he, it was, I couldn't, I mean, my upbringing was tremendous. It was, you know, he would challenge me in ways that I really, really liked. And it was just, just, I guess my genetic coding is just different um, because of my parents. I think my parents really struggled as kids with their families and they provided um, the most unbelievable opportunity for myself and my younger brother. Um, I know that their parents weren't the best of them. My grandparents were awesome grandparents, but I know they might not have been great parents. So I think my parents just had this epic drive to make sure that 
they, we maximized opportunities. Um, I grew up incredibly fortunate. You know, I never wasn't, I wasn't spoiled, but I definitely had everything I needed. <laughs> um, but I just knew that sometimes if I got down and got after it a little bit more, it just, it was hard looking in the mirror if you can't do that. I just didn't like what I saw when I didn't do that, even at an early age. Um, I remember being four years old and not trying my best on something. And it really, I didn't, I, 37 right now. I still don't like that I did that. But, you know, four, I guess I got to <laughs> learn somehow. Yeah. But I just think it's just genetically different. I just, everybody's made different. I think there's a lot of people out there like that. It's just, when it comes down to a race, I just, I really want it. I really want it. <laughs> What, do you do you ever find that um, that plays against you that that drive? Yeah, I have a very warped, delusional optimism. Um, I can't give birth. I know that, but I know <laughs> I can do almost anything else. I can do anything, but that's a tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, and I think it's hard. Um, I th- I'm not. I know I'm hard to live with because of it. Highs are highs, um, and lows. Feeling normal is not fun, you know, because we're always running this high of these epic stuff that we're doing and. Every day, I have great imagination. So when I'm running, I have these great imagination pieces that I'm playing in my head. Great stories, um, million dollar ideas that never get on paper, but they're great. It's great. But I have great imagination. I just, but it's it is hard. My I have a very active brain. It does play against you sometimes because um, when when reality does kind of kick in, sometimes it's a, it's hard. It's hard to deal with it when you're when your mind's made up. Like I got my mind made up for tomorrow, but it, you know, but I'm also at peace with a lot, all the options that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it is, yeah, it can come back and bite you and it's tough. You got to go back out and go after it again. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge that you faced in, in your running career? My, the biggest challenge I face is myself, um, on a daily basis is just kind of getting up and, you know, going to, going to school, teaching, and then coming home and finding the time to run and, maximizing my where I'm at now in my running career. I think I'm the best runner I've ever been right now for the distances I'm doing. I think I, you know, five years ago, I wasn't running what I could do right now. I was faster, but I was doing shorter stuff, I think. So the greatest challenge is kind of the, the mental battle that I got to go through sometimes to some races. Um, set, setback wise, I've been really fortunate. I haven't had many setbacks physically, um, mentally there, those are the setbacks that kind of, those are the hardest ones. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing for everybody is getting up and doing it every day. But, um, I have good examples. My mom, like I said, and my dad every day there. Um, so I, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. My upbringing was tremendous, but <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Like I got this yeah. little ego trip. I don't know what it, I don't know what, how to explain it. I just have, um, just really, really just want stuff. Mm-hmm. I just really want, Oh, I see that. I want to try that. I want to do that. Um, which is good because I've never done drugs. I've never drank. I've never smoked. So running is your, this is my bad habit. I got this bad habit, I guess. So, um, so what's the, uh, what are, what distances are you focused on now? And, and how did you, uh, make the progression from the short stuff to now longer stuff? So that's, yeah, that's been, um, I really thought that at the shorter distances, I felt I was very fast. Um, I felt fast. I know that there's other guys that might've been faster, but I've been really fortunate, um, in my resume and just kind of bumping up slowly. And then the 50 K distances, I did it on a road race and I I ran a 50 K distance on the road before I did a marathon. So I thought the 50 K seemed like fast distance running. It could still run fast for longer distances. And then once I did a couple that opened the door, I was able to go, 
I was able to tra- be, I, I've been on three to five U.S. teams and for, to travel with those things. And I've just, it's been awesome. Like I got to race in the Netherlands, which was tremendous um, with Team USA. I was able to go to a couple other, like Switzerland and Poland. Um, one of my sponsors sent me down to Colombia. So like the distance races, if you can keep it together, I feel like there's just more, have been more opportunities for me. Um, I don't like going to road races anymore. You know, I'm worried about where I'm parking. I got in bathrooms. It's, it's just not, it's not, it doesn't fit what I want to do anymore. I want to see some things and like, I get to come here to, to, I get to come here to Northern, what is Northern Canada to me? <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like we're so far away from everything. It's just awesome. It's like, we can just kind of turn off and it's like living a fairy tale life. You know, it's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable time. Some of the places I get to go. In different regions just being able to like see the world and also like when we're on foot like you can see it so much more clearer than you can see it in a car or in a plane or and you find out about yourself a lot you get to get to go through it but i think the 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 longer distance races have opened more doors i've been having it being able to have more opportunities i tried the shorter stuff i tried i mean i did the five mile races i went to some you know 12k the american championships you know i went to some faster stuff i just it wasn't i wasn't able to be I couldn't do as much, but then all of a sudden I bump it up to the trails and I'm able to have more experiences and more opportunities and, I, and it's more fun. It's way more fun. Do you always want to win when you enter a race? Like, is that always the goal for you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. But winning, I found out winning has many different definitions now that we're at these longer distances. Um, I found that, you know, recently I just, I was part of a race opportunity and I, you know, I was having a tough time, a tough time and winning was going to be maybe just finishing, just finishing this course. Um, when I went down to South America and raced that active volcano, they're talking about people dying there's landslides and this, this and that. I was like blown. I was kind of taken aback. I was like, um, as soon as you start talking about people dying in a race, you got my attention. I was like, oh my. so I just got to finish. I just got to finish. I think that's winning. Um, and I think that's awesome because everybody who does finish gets to be a part of a community of winners. And so you can share that with other people. Um, I think winning a race, winning any race is awesome. It's just really fortunate. I don't believe in luck. It's about, you know, I believe in putting, you've put in the work you get with, you know, you get the effort you put in is the effort you get back. And so it's kind of nice. Winning's great. It is great because it does open other opportunities with Under Armour and stuff like that. But, um, I think some of the courses in the future, if they are a hundred miles, I'm not, my, my goal is going to be to finish. I have, I don't care about anybody else at me in that race. And I think that's kind of what that hundred mile piece is. I mean, is, or even a 50 mile piece, like tomorrow is going to be, you know, even a, however long the race is, mm-hmm. that's going to be a well, 65 K. Okay. So that's, that's, that the, that's a little bit further than I comfortably mentally ready for so i'm going to be in the unknown for a little while and i think i'm okay with that and so tomorrow is going to be let's just see what we can do you know so i don't have a lot of expectations for new events i think any day i'm going to be competitive though and how do you deal with the unknown like what are some what are some tricks that you have when you're out there is there something you think about something you tell yourself uh, something you repeat a song that you play in your head I, I think about my family i think about how much the opportunity means to me and i don't want to waste it i think about i want my family to be proud of me um i talked about this with somebody else and they're like why do you even care i was like well i just do i don't know i don't know i just care about it i want my family to be proud of me i want my the um my immediate family who I live with my, you know, Emily and Maisie, I want them to be proud of 
coming with me and being part of it. I also want to set an example for, I'm with kids all the time. I think it's kind of cool. You know, that, you know, if my teacher did cool stuff, I'd be really excited about that. Maybe I'll listen better. Do they know what you do? Yeah, they do. They, 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 they're on the internet a lot (laughs) (laughs) and I don't usually race with a shirt on. So I usually get a lot of comments for the next day and they're 11, 12, but so they ask bizarre questions. What's Um, the weirdest one you've got from them? The weirdest, uh, they ask if I've ever used the pickup line to a girl of what's my favorite color. <laughs> if I've ever asked a girl that okay. as a, for a pickup line, I said, no, I haven't, but that's, that's a good one weird. though. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I had a kid last year say some really ridiculous things, um, that are super inappropriate <laughs> just, but they were really funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. The unknown stuff is just kind of what ends up happening is I kind of, I end up like laughing with myself. You know, I got, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan, huge Wu-Tang fan. I love that nine guys came together like Voltron. I'm a huge Voltron fan. And I just, you know, fourth grade white kid with a Wu-Tang cassette player. I feel like that mom, dad, that might be poor parenting, but I don't know. So I had that and I just, I'll just laugh and I'll just pretend that I'm, you know, with another member of my own personality. I'll just talk to myself (laughs) and laugh it, laugh it out. Like, oh, what the heck are we going to do? here's what we're going to do and just kind of talk myself through it. And usually it's out, out loud and it's, if there's anybody around, they can hear it, but they're not a part of it. So, mm-hmm. so, so we're, you know, at Hurricane, how do you prepare for races that you haven't raced before and that you maybe not, don't have the chance to go to, to, to rate, to run mm-hmm. prior to, how do you prepare for something like that? Fortunately, I think that where I live, I live in Athens, Vermont, and it's a very tiny town, but I have hundreds of miles of, single track trails right from my house super rooty super technical rocky there's some fast stretches there's some slow stretches it's up and down the whole time i go for 8k run and i'm going to get 2500 feet elevation gain it's up and down the whole time so i think with the severity of the up and the down and just the effort that i run at i think it kind of prepares me for almost any terrain i go on i was in colorado two weeks ago and i mean you could ride a road bike on their trails i mean they're buffed out and polished so I think that where I live in the severity of the technicality and the, the up and down, just always climbing, always moving, it prepares me for everywhere. And I'll just put time in. I just try to put like, okay, how long is this race going to take me? Okay, let me try to put some hours together. Um, and I think I'm holding on to some speed still I'm, I'm, in my head anyways. And so I'm trying to think two hours to four hours. I can get a lot out of that. You know, if you really gonna put some work in and just because it's so hilly, it's up and down the whole time. Fortunately, I heard that the, everywhere in the bigger, in the Northeast, the greater Northeast of North America is very similar. So, and that's kind of where I go. And so I've been fortunate to be able to have that right in my backyard. Do you live there because of the trails or do you, did you just happen to end up there and... I told, it was, it's, it's like picture. It's, it was a perfect scene. It's a perfect scene. So I teach in Bellows Falls, Vermont, and 10 miles west is my house. Small town, very, very, very small town. Two roads, really, going through it. And um, I used to run. I moved out there because I worked, you know, I taught there. So I would run every day. And I just, the idea of Athens is kind of small, a little bit, a little more economically my, my speed. And I just found a vacation home that, guy was looking to get rid of and so i was able just lived in it It was right on the trail i ran on every day so it was just like you couldn't get more fortunate than that it was mm-hmm. divine intervention whatever <laughs> whatever whatever else it is yeah uh you were talking about trans rockies um to me earlier mm-hmm. can you talk about that whole experience and like 
it's a you're telling me it's a six day race and with a great result at the end but what was that like for you was it your first time ever experiencing something like that and yeah i always had this i i always want to try a stage race because i recover kind of well and i like running hard every day i like running like i just wanted to see what it'd be like i thought i could be i thought it could be something i would be good at and if you're good at it and there's some success there it's more fun um initially so yeah, Under Armour was the main sponsor for them, and I got it. We I've been talking about going there for like ten years, and all of a sudden Under Armour sponsored, it and they're like, "Hey, Ferenc, you want to go?" And I said, like, "Yes, yes." I signed up for the six day, and I really had no clue what to expect. I've only been to Colorado once, wasn't impressed the first time. I know people get really upset when I say that, but I just wasn't. It was I was like, "It's okay." Um, so six days in the Rockies, stage race every day, back to back to back. That sounded awesome. What's the distance? 100, oh, 120 miles, and you alternate. You go, I think it was like 24, 13, 25, 14, 24, 22 were the days. Um, first day was incredibly hot. It was like more of a desert terrain, and it, um, I, ran, I ended up running way too fast. It, I just went out. I, at the time, I felt great. I didn't feel fast, but by the fourth stage, I went out, I, I ran too fast the first day. Stage two, I fell coming off a of Hope Pass, which is like a legendary part of the Leadville 100 course. And they call it the, you know, it's a Tour de France of American trail running. They say it's the second biggest trail rate, uh, stage race in the world. That's what I was quoted. I don't know. <laughs> but I, it, was, it, was just, it was just something cool. But they don't tell you, you know, I'm sleeping in a tent. I haven't been camping since I was seven. We're eating camp food with, and I didn't have lunch a lot of days. I don't eat a lot of meat and I must have ate. I don't, I'm not even 27, like turkey jerky sticks. Like I was just, it was, it was hard. It was, it was tough, but it was tough for everybody. I mean, I, there were some packages. I didn't know there's a hotel package you could have got, but I didn't know that because Under Armour just set me up and they were like, Hey, you're going. So I did the six day. Cause like I said, it's sacred. I don't know if I ever have the opportunity again. I don't know. And so stage three went horrendous. It was awful. Like I lost so much time. I tried to have a recovery day and I couldn't recover. And I just put myself in unbelievable debt and then that's when the mental battle happened that was unbelievable i was checked out i was kind of bummed out and defeated stage four went well um yeah i went well i kind of was able to hold together i had fun like i just had fun i let go of expectations and just kind of came to peace with hey just finish the stage because you know what you never have this opportunity's gone if you don't finish you'll never have it again stage five i don't know what happened i went bananas i mean i just hammered everybody into the ground just it was i i don't even have words i can't even tell you what happened um i worked with a physical therapist with under armor and she just did a couple little tweaks and i felt like brand new and then so i i cut i was losing by 25 minutes with two days to go and i cut it to fifth i cut it to 13 minutes with a day to go and then i won by 15 minutes and i won by two minutes so Hmm. it's the closest they've ever had it was i feel bad for the guy who got second a little bit i mean he was it was a comeback. It was a true comeback. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, you couldn't stage it any, you know, it was like Game of Thrones. It was epic. It was, every, you know, it was, in my head, I was so fired up because I'm super emotional when I run. It's because it means so much. And yeah, it was really cool. It was just epic. It was unbelievable. I, I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> I don't know if I would. I, I know what to expect next time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was in the unknown the whole time. So I was kind of, so I talked to myself a lot. I was talking to myself a lot and, but it was an unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. You know, Vail Pass was amazing. It was just, and it was remote. That Like in Colorado, US, that was remote too. Like I didn't know where I was. It was tremendous. So many times we have that doubt, you know, it's like, that was an exceptionally long race, but like 
or some guys are running you know, 125 this weekend and Whew. in one shot, you know. I, I can't even wrap my head around mm. it. The most I've done is 65. But to let go, like, I think a lot of times when we're running, we have these, like, expectations, these goals. Mm. Everyone wants to do well. It might not be to win. It might just be to beat their last time. And, yeah, like, things don't go well. And it's like, you got you to gotta let it go. You got to always have a backup plan. Do you have different goals for every race? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, what, I, one of my, my college coach said this. One of my greatest traits is I never give up. One of your greatest weaknesses is that you never give up. Sometimes you just got to let go. And so that's important. Um, I've been able to let go of some stuff, expectations. Doubt is like a flavor. Like you got to taste it. You have to have that taste of doubt to have something worth battling. Like you got to, you know, you got to taste it a little bit to kind of come back with it. And that's what happened at Trans Rockies. I was like, I, I got to go home. I got to quit. And then I was like, wait a second. The second thought through my head was, you can never think that ever again. Come on, knock it off. So. But I tasted it. I don't, you don't, if you like to taste a doubt, then that's, that's you. You're obviously not going to be hanging out at venues with us because we're going to doubt ourselves every second. Um, well, not every second. We're going to doubt ourselves a lot. Or we're going to taste it and we're going to overcome it all the time. We're always going to overcome it because we'll keep showing up. And it's more about showing up after you taste that doubt. Mm. And that's my, um, that was my biggest thing. Taste that doubt and just, you know, try to figure it out. Let go of the expectations if you can. Like tomorrow, I don't have any expectations. I'm going to try to run as comfortable as I can. And then when I get to an unknown, just see what the, see what the body tells me and just try to take it in half hour increments. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what I did for those longer races of five hours. Like, okay, get to three hours and then half hour increments after that. Um, I haven't had to break it down to 15 minute increments, but you might have to, you might just, okay, maybe it's tree to tree. So I just got to break it down and just get yourself to the finish line. Cause right. once you get to the finish line, it's like everything, everything's going start and finish, just wash it away. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, everyone's like, Oh, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm going to do it again next year. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> What's your greatest, uh, greatest accomplishment so far? That's a, ah, that's a, I was really, really proud of my first all American, which I know is dating it, but it kind of was set the tone. I also earned a silver medal with one of the U.S. teams. What's the All-American? Can you explain that? Uh, All-American. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So in it's when you're top eight in the country and co collegiately. And I was Division Three. I was a Division Three All-American. So there's Division One, Two, II, and Three. Smaller division, but um, I ran I ran fast, and it was a race where Billy Mills was there. The you know he won a he won a gold medal for the U.S. in the 10K, and so he was at the race and my college coach, and it just meant a lot because it was like I got to get my name on the wall of the college like I got to join the hall of all those other all-americans at my school I got to have my name under my coach's name which was which was you know I'm there forever now I'm there forever there's a lot of great runners that came to Keene State but their name's not on the wall so I got to put my name on the wall um I think my my greatest accomplishment I mean I honestly think it's been able to run with the support of some companies. I think that's great. just the people I've met along the way. I've met some um, amazing humans through Jolbo and then Darn Tough and Under Armour. They've been unbelievable people. So I think it's the greatest accomplishment is my relationships with people that have allowed me to go to some different things that I never would have done before. You know, had that soccer coach been a little different human, I know. <laughs> but it's, I, I know, I don't know. I never, um, you know, my, I get to run with my best friend all the time. He lives really close. And so 
the greatest accomplishment, that's a tough, that's a hard question, yeah, but okay. I really think it would be the connections that I've been able to make with people on earth and the positive experience I've been having. That's I think awesome. that's my greatest, yeah, the greatest thing I look forward to. If you could go back, would you change anything? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like what? A lot. Um, I would have started this earlier. I would have got after, there was some really cool stuff happening earlier. I, um, I, yeah, I would have, I would have done a lot more earlier. Uh, and not that I wasted time, but I definitely had, I'm re- I don't think I'm really scared of anything, but I definitely can look back. It's going to sound like really weird, like contradicting myself, but I had some fears about just putting myself into the unknown. And it's one of those things where I would tell myself, yeah, I could do that, but I didn't take that leap. So I think going back in time, I would have done a couple of things, maybe gone to some different races and just, um, but other, other than that, I think I w- the way I handled myself and the way that I am with people, I, I would keep that the same. Awesome. Yeah, I would keep that the same. But I think there's a couple just, and that's really like little things, little like we're talking grains of sand on the beach of going to a race here and there. Because I, I didn't miss the opportunity, but I wish I came to Heracana earlier. I wish I came to, um, you know, there's that Chick Chalk race up in the, the Chick Chalks are amazing. <laughs> oh man, I love Quebec so much. We love Quebec City, my family. We love it. We love coming up here. It's tremendous. Um, but there's some races that are really cool. I want to go to those. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to them now at a little bit of a later age, but I'm, I think my appreciation level is higher. I think my, I'm able to appreciate it more because it might be the last one. You know, yeah. I don't know. I it's don't, a great yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. I think it's a great outlook and how fortunate we are to, to be able to race, like getting to do the Boston Marathon. And like, I've done it a few times now, but I always have that appreciation mm-hmm. every single time I step on the line because I'm like, it's his, this is well, such a how, historic road. How, so. how, yeah, how lucky am I? You know, it's like, it's really yeah. cool. What's your, what's your pregame meal? Like what, what nutrition wise, what are you, what are you after? Either so, before a race or in training? I've had, I've been really fortunate with an iron stomach too. Like, so I kind of roll with anything. Um, the joke is no one can survive on gas station food better than me. So, <laughs> cause you're traveling. Um, I'm gonna do pastas. I like a lot of pasta beforehand just cause it's easy and got some Italian bloodline, so it works. Um, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a Sagittarian, so I'm super superstitious at the same time. That makes no sense. But um, <laughs> So I like going with something that's normal, but um, I mean, I could go fast food, and I'll, food is fuel. I mean, my, my furnace is hot. It's going to burn anything. I'm, I'll eat whatever. I just got to have... I do eat a lot though. I, I'll go in with a full stomach. I don't go with... I'm not going in depleted of energy. I go full stomach. I'm going to eat the whole run tomorrow. I'm literally a closet fat kid. Like I'm going, <laughs> I'm eating everything. It's good. I, I like yeah. that too. I'm Italian as well. So definitely going for the pasta and, oh, yeah. uh, and all the goodies for sure. What is, what impact has running had in your life? And like, what is it, what does it mean to you? Everything, everything, it really does mean everything. And not just because of like the sponsorships, which are tremendous and 2020 big news. We'll have to talk after, we'll have to talk after, but, um, the opportunities in the, in just the opportunities for the positive, healthy community has been unbelievable. The support systems, like, so when you do or have those doubts or you are kind of bummed out, the people I've been meeting, like, I, we just met each other. I mean, it's like, we're the happiest guy I've ever met. We're across <laughs> from me. So, I mean, it's like, this community is tremendous. It's so positive. I find, and you can get Emily down here, like, when I don't run, I'm not as good of a person as I think I can be think running is an outlet it's like let's go of stress in different ways um and where we carry our stress i can't meditate you know i i try to sit i can't sit still 
and it's it's hard being in my skin like that. My brain's active, my skin's active. I'm, you know, a very adult, hyperactive, hyperactive adult. So the running kind of curbs that and make, lets me mellow out and relax. Um, I don't do any kind of chemical pieces to help me relax. You know, I um I don't take melatonin. I I like getting jacked up. I like being jacked up. So the running community and super positive also puts you kind of in check of like what what really is important. You know, you see people out there persevering and going through battles and they all have some really cool epic stories that if you didn't hear them, you might take it for granted. So I get to hear those stories, but I think uh, it helps me be a better person. It's kind of mellows me out, chills me out because I'm a maniac, mm-hmm. real maniac. Yeah. <laughs> what are some words for encouragement that you can give to somebody uh, out there racing that, you know, when, when the going gets tough, what's, uh, what's some advice you usually give? So yeah, coming from that basketball background, I was huge, you know, my family's from outside New York city. Um, Jim Valvano, he said, you know, he was dying of cancer. This is that, that's like is the end all be all the most, you know, for lack of better words, dramatic ending you can have. His body was filled with tumors and he just said, never give up. Like is always, always person, you know, persevere to the best you can. And, I know it's, it's people like, oh, that's so corny, but like, no, if, if you can look at every opportunity as sacred and it's the last one you may ever get, like if this doesn't go well tomorrow, I realize that the people funding me might say, well, we're not going to send you next time. So that, that's a little incentive piece. So my encouragement to people is, you know, make it sacred, make it absolutely sacred and but also at the same time, be at peace with whatever the outcome can be. And if you can make it absolutely sacred and be at peace, I feel like it's going to just be an enjoyable experience. You're going to be able to have a deep breath. You'll be able to look yourself in the mirror afterwards, and you'll know I gave my best effort. I had a great time. And don't forget to look around when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. that's a big one. Eh? Yeah. Tra- training or racing? Just Don't look. put your head down and woe was me. you got to look around. Look yeah, around. That's it. Where can people find out more about you, Josh? Ooh, wow. Great question. I do social media. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I do uh, Instagram. I'm wild.neotney, and that's like my brand. Bear with me. So, <laughs> uh, wild because I, I feel like I'm wild, and I always feel you should be primal and passionate and just be, you can't be tamed all the way. You got to be a little wild. And neotney is a philosophical theory about always being youthful. So just being wild and young. Um, but wild neotney sounds way better that's a great name yeah i just wanted to always that's kind of how i try to live my life just laugh every day have fun um my 11 year old upstairs i torture her we have so much fun we laugh every day and we're you know a little bit kind of crazy and wild and be out in the woods and don't forget where our bloodline started by nomadic people wandering the earth so don't want to settle that's great yeah well good luck tomorrow and thanks for taking the time to chat with Uh, me thanks it was great meeting you man i'm excited good to meet you too yes take care You've just heard the second episode of Free or Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricana events. This interview with Josh Ferentz was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricana. This podcast is a co-production of Evan Ma Hurricana and The Rundown. You can find more information on the UTHC on the website, hurricana.info. See you soon.